Welcome to Paulas, a podcast about real life experiences from the mouths of legit working class people. Hiya! Hey up! I'm Selena. And I'm um, just a couple of Paulasses doing a podcast. So, yeah, here we go with today's podcast. We are currently drinking Yorkshire tea, thank you very much, and eating crumpets. So there's that. Do you need the brand suppliers? <laughs> I only buy the, the the proper brand. The proper brand? The Warby's. Yeah. Gotta get the Warby's. I only buy a Warby's. <laughs> Sorry. They're hey Warby's, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm just uh, chewing my crumpet. We've got um, a guest today. Ooh. Um, so we've got Rachel, do you want to introduce yourself? Rachel? Yeah. Um, what do you want to know? Um, <laughs> where, who you are, where you've come from, what you do. Uh, yeah, so um, my name is Rachel. I work for a charity called Reclaim at the moment. Um, and I'm from Withinshaw in South Manchester, which, um, if anyone doesn't know, used to be the biggest council estate in Europe. Fun fact. Something to be proud of. Fact. Mm. Where Shameless is filmed as well. Is it? Yeah. I didn't even know that. <laughs> Which is great. Yorkshire tourist. From to Manchester. So yeah, um, you, I thought we could talk a bit about um, where we come from growing up. Mm-hmm. Estate life. Especially estate life. you two. You're into that estate life. Yeah. Um, and then obviously some of the work you've been doing in the project. Yeah, is that all right, Rachel? Um, where do you want to start? I'd like to know more about reclaiming, you know, what what it what it's all about. Mm-hmm. So I've seen a lot of it on Twitter and that. Yeah. And you guys seem to just be doing all kinds of cool shit, especially for young working class people, mm-hmm. which, as we know, there's a lot of... I mean, working class visibility anyway is, is pretty shitty, but young people seem to get the worst of it Yeah. Um, with negative representation and stuff like that. So that would be cool to... Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so Reclaim started 10 years ago. Um, the founder and C- uh, current CEO, Ruth, um, was working in a school in Side. So she's from Bradford and she moved to Manchester and she started working at Cheatham School of Music, um, which was like a different world, and then moved to Side and started working with young people there mm. and kind of noticed that there was a distinct lack of opportunities for the young people and confidence levels and ability to network and stuff like that. And then around the same time when she was thinking about all that stuff, um, there was a murder of a 15-year-old boy in Mossad. Um, so she kind of like down tools, quit a job and started up this project for young black men in Mossad um, to kind of like take ownership of their community and change the way that people talk about it. Um, it was like, had a really negative representation of all the stuff going on in the 90s. Um, so that's kind of where it started. And, and I think Reclaim's a strengths-based organisation even that it talks about class in the first place because loads of charities use words like disadvantaged and disengaged and disenfranchised Mm -hmm. Um, we talk about class because we know that that's what the actual issue is so there's no point in skirting around it Um, so yeah over that past 10 years I think we worked with just over a thousand young people in uh, Greater Manchester which just started in Talbot in South Wales as well Amazing. um, with a group of girls so that's mint Um, so really it's like the first programme is when uh, they're 12 and 13 and joining it's called LEAD it stands for leadership, enterprise, activism, community development. So you do loads of different stuff around that. And basically, the whole aim of the charity is to end leadership inequality. They're basically saying there's not enough working class people in all walks of life. So um, in business, media, politics, um, higher education. And they kind of get like a 
restoring community pride in the sense of being working class and like loving where you're from and and knowing that you're a leader in your community and that things that people that people say about you um can often be a good thing so things like resilience and, and like well all the negative stuff that people say that you can flip it on its head and, and make it make it good um, and we've got loads of different projects. We've got one about higher education called Educating All, which is basically saying like it's not enough just to get working class people at university because when they're there, it's pretty shit for them. Like they don't know <laughs> like their skin and they don't know how to network and they don't really know anyone and they're not relying on bank of mum and dad and they don't know the hidden codes because it's not an institution that's designed for them. So you know they've not fucking read loads of books before they've got there and. Um, yeah, so that's uh, kind of delivering to universities on how they can better support working class people when they're at university. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, there's quite a few other projects. Do you want me to talk? No, about? I was gonna. Um, what what have you've done? Quite a few bits recently. So like, where where's it taking you? Where's it taking you? Where's it taking me? Yeah. Yeah. So. So I'm leaving very soon yeah. and I've been there for three years. When I first started, I was working in a hardware store part-time on minimum wage. And at the time, I was the only earner in my family, of a family of four. And I was like, oh, this is not good. Um, living in with insurance and that stuff going on. And then started working at Reclaim. And I feel like I've probably been like a young person on Reclaim and like developed loads of skills and like confidence and... In, in talking about class and experience and lived lived experience um, being seen as expertise. Um, but recently the projects have been around... Is that what you wanted me to yeah. say? Yeah. Um, about, I did one on co-working class heroes, which is basically saying it started off because we were like, working class heritage isn't celebrated at all and heritage shouldn't just be like getting a school trip and going to a stately home and like sticking a bonnet on. <laughs> we were basically saying that um people like heritage is in everybody and that you like pass it in the streets and it's like small stories not just grand narrative histories and like the woman down the road has like got loads to say but she'll never get to say it because she's not the type of person we want to listen to um so we do working class heroes and decided to make about gentrification so we did it in Ancoats and Hume and cut some miles platin and Hume and basically interviewed people who were experiencing or had experienced gentrification or like being forcibly removed from their home but also talking like how when they see the area changing and more middle class people come in and uh, like fancy restaurants and stuff popping up how that makes them feel and whether that's challenging their working class identity. Um, I lived in miles platin from the age of three. I don't know because I was three <laughs> I think around three to like nine yeah um so I'm I'm interested to because I've been back and it looks the same except my school burnt down <laughs> and I was going back I was like oh there was my school oh no it's it's um, not there it's burnt down <laughs> oh Aldi's gone what's there now <laughs> um well, I suppose it's the city stadiums technically there now, and the mm. big Asda that they're moving. But yeah, how how were the people there? What were they? What was their response? I'm just curious, because um, the end of it is like the Ancoats end is very different now. Yeah, I think they were talking. So the, the majority of the people that we interviewed had been moved forcibly removed, and they'd lived there for like forty years, um, and they'd been moved out to Openshaw, 
So they, they basically like bought, she said she came home one day and there was a letter through the door and it was like, come to this meeting. We're like redeveloping and cuts and miles part in and like, um, we want you all to be a part of it. You've all lived here for a really long time. So you've got there and there was like this map on the table and like loads of purple dots. And she was like, oh, what do the purple dots mean? And they said, that's the like um, demolition sites. Fucking hell. And she was like, that's my house under a demolition site. And uh, yeah, that was basically the, her being told that the house that she lived in for 40 years that she bought under right to buy was having to be knocked down because they wanted to build something else. Um, and moved her out to Openshaw and like in the first week she got robbed. And like, I think people, people were just talking about how the city's expanding that, in, yeah because yeah. i always say because where i live now which is because mars part is cast as east isn't it mm-hmm. and then i suppose i live in north manchester and it's not spread that far yet and i don't know if it will it could do but it's kind of i live close enough to town but not near enough to feel the effects but i think maybe because mars platin in itself never really had much going on maybe that's why and it is very close to town and especially because they've like city are taking over the other side of it. Yeah, they bought out Big Asda now. They <laughs> are city. Yeah, bought out Big Asda. Yeah, Big Asda's going to where Toys R Us was. You know, they Big Asda. Like, oh, you go to Big Asda. <laughs> um, yeah, because the you know the retail park at Ancoats that was like the hub of Ancoats when I was a kid, and then Ancoats Hospital. Um, but yeah, because there's nothing on there now, and Toys R Us have just officially gone bust, haven't they? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's Big Asda's going there. So then the people even have a supermarket. I was like, oh, so Big Asda's... So that people that end near Benthic and stuff. With that general superstore in Ancoats. Have you ever been to it? No, what's that one? It's like they've turned an old corner shop into something called the general superstore. Oh, store. yeah, I saw... Oh, on Ancoats, yeah. But, yeah, you can get like an avocado for a tenner. And they've got like... <laughs> I, think <he's, laughs> I think his dad owns a chain of newsagents, so I kind of let him off. I feel like he's just taking money from the rich. So it's fine. But yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I saw that, I was like, what's this? Shop. I know I went to went Why to shelves. Yeah. <laughs> Why has nothing gone off inside? <laughs> went to it. I was like, just gonna go and buy some. I wonder if they sell cigs. We got some cigs and there was like had like a DJ in the corner. <laughs> I was like, a DJ. Yeah. DJ. Yeah. And there was people like dancing around with like I don't know gin and tonic. And I was like, this is so surreal. Like I'm in the co- the corner shop. Where's the big mix? <laughs> <laughs> Someone used to smoke yeah. all the time, so you get your pick and mix, you eat it, and it just tastes like bags. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. So, what I liked about what you just said then about um, working class heroes and voices of people that are just not listened to or not given a platform to have their voice, uh, or even a lot of the times even realise or think that their voice mm-hmm. is valid or important or whatever because they're constantly told through life that. That they're not basically mm-hmm. or they don't see themselves on screen they don't see themselves in books other than fucking shameless, and shameless. <laughs> um what's nice is when like i'm a, a big fan of uh, positive role models especially for young people and i liked what you said as well about using the term class so rather than focusing on what you haven't got mm-hmm. focusing on what you have got and how to maximize it because yeah it's, it's really shit to hear things like disenfranchised or disadvantaged and yes you have got to focus on um you know i don't know with like funding and shit i don't know Mm. i don't know how it all works so i'm not going to (laughs) claim but like i don't know if if it's a thing that you have to use those terms or whatever yeah you do it's like it's so fucking shit if you're the you're the person that is accessing that or needs help from that because you don't we talked about it in the first 
um, episode of this podcast as well is the relationship of a working class kid or a young person and their parent Mm -hmm. or guardian because what you don't want to do is like yeah I'm working class if your parent or guardian doesn't feel like or doesn't like the term or doesn't identify with that because people can feel especially parents or people who are providing they feel like they're they're fucked up they're doing something wrong they can't provide Mm -hmm. or some do you know what I mean yeah it's it's a kind of conversation that doesn't really have a lot of visibility so I struggle with it like I don't particularly have the best relationship with my family but I am careful what mm-hmm. I say I'm thinking this now like oh god who's, who's listening to it <laughs> but, do you know what I mean but I'm working class yeah. we live on an estate always have done we make loads of in jokes between ourselves all yeah. the time but the minute I step out of that bubble and I say anything I'm like shit mm-hmm. do you know what I mean I don't want to upset anyone I don't yeah, want to like make people feel like they haven't done something because again it's this negative thing all the time like what you haven't got or what you haven't been able to do or what do you know what I mean where where they've chosen to bring you up or where Mm -hmm. what they've not been able to give you yeah like I think that's probably the most important part about reclaiming is restoring that sense of like it's more than okay to say that like to be proud of the fact that you're working class or that you're from an estate or that you've got all this shit going on in your life like it just if anything it makes you a better person and I think that like when I first started, my dad was like, are you not pissed off that everyone's calling you working class? Like, does that not upset you? I think the more that you fed that being working class is a bad thing, like you were just saying, it, obviously you're going to feel that way, but more like conversation since, I think, has made him even be like, actually, no, it's it's actually, it's meant like, come from a generation of, of always being this person. And we had a, I spoke to him recently about, being so women show is, is a slum clearance council estate so it's like purpose built it used to be like farmland and we were moved out of um inner city manchester and they built this estate and i was like actually what me and you have got in common is that neither of us chose to live here like we've both been forced into this situation so we should let it shape us and like be proud of the fact that you know when i first moved on the road the man across the road was like used to go to parties at your nan's house in the 60s. And I was like, yeah, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't like Yeah, that. as opposed to, like, him thinking that he's forced you into this situation. Because, of, like you're saying, something he hasn't done. Like you were saying, as opposed to, mm. oh, I failed you. Yeah, yeah, and that's how it's presented, isn't it? It's like, when you think about going to uni, right? So I went to uni and did... Um, so my dad was unemployed at the time and I weren't even living at home. Mm-hmm. So I was living with a completely different family and wasn't even talking to my parents at the time. And I got a bursary, so I didn't pay anything up front. And luckily, generation labour, you know, got the full thing, got mm-hmm. sent, you know, got to uni, got full loan, got an additional bursary. Because on paper, even though I wasn't living with them or anything like that, because I'm still, as a person, tied to my family, mm-hmm. the way that it is or was then um, worked out is he was unemployed so therefore this is what I got so you are like it is a conversation of what they can or can't offer you Mm -hmm. regardless and then so you've got that and then when you go to uni like you say when it's like if you're bankrolled by mum and dad and all that kind of stuff you see yourself as othered pretty quick Mm -hmm. so I went to uni in Chef right and I'm from Donny which is not very far from each other but it's a whole world of difference when it's in uni settings yeah. so everyone were talking to me like a fucking Oliver Twist yeah <laughs> sorry do you know what I mean? no I get yeah <laughs> I do like what what did you just say like yeah 
we're in fucking Sheffield, mate. Everyone talks like this here. It's not, yeah. it's not mad, am I? <laughs> I'm not the weirdo. Yeah, like, you fucking come here, God. I'm only from Man Road. <laughs> but yeah, so I think there's a lot of feeling of othered and it's never really in a positive way. It's not like, wow, look at you with your life experience and your, <laughs> your school of life qualifications. <laughs> doing over the summer i'm going into railing i'm fucking working 60 hours at costa like yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's not not the same and when i when i I'd like totally the same experience at uni of going and thinking that i get that i went to uni in newcastle and um, thinking that everyone was gonna like sound like me or like sound similar or like be from a really similar background and was actually like the complete opposite yeah and i did in my final year there was a module called chavs in the british working class and I was like, I've seen that book on a shelf. And yeah, because it's got a Burberry. Yeah, Burberry cap by Owen Jones. Um, so we did we did that module in it, and I was like, read the spec, and it was like, we're going to be talking about Shameless, we're going to be talking about Jeremy Kyle, and I was like, yes, this is me. And got to the the like lectures and stuff. Quickly realised again, I was the only person that was from a working class background, and it was just like they got to talk about. It was like a weird social experiment for me of like watching these people talk about people like me, <laughs> and then be like. Oh, oh, cool! You're saying that this this one girl was like, I think that um, working class people only wear branded clothes with such big brands on because they desperately want to be middle class, and they want <laughs> and they want they want to be accepted by middle class people because they're wearing brands. Yeah, because you're like, like <laughs> no, absolutely not. Yeah, because a pair of rock ports really just. Gets <laughs> <in there. laughs> that says. That says. What's going to get me hanging into out that? at Daddy's golf club? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know what they do. <laughs> 20p a week off some fucking rock ports for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be accepted better. To get, your debt, to get your debt relief on it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I need get more from the cow. <laughs> I want the little classes to like me. Yeah, don't put lecky on the meter. Get me some new rock ports. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so good, isn't it? Like being... Yeah. So, again, we talked about in the first episode about being talked about and on behalf of when you're in the room because you assume that you're not there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you assume that you can't be like these people because yeah. you're here. Yeah. And the quote of these people, right? <laughs> so yeah, like, like, oh no, they're not like you. You're like, well, they are. Let's talk about right. these people. <laughs> <laughs> Behind a glass case. Yeah. In a museum. Um, actually, I wanted to ask, because you're both, I'm not technically from an estate, sorry everybody, always lived in just a terraced house on a street, oh, but, terrible. But I don't know, I think estate is a relative term. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but there's like two main estates around here, and I've never lived on them, so I can't claim to be from an estate, because they'd be like, which one? The Jolly Miller or the Burning Man? You pledge your allegiance to an estate. Like, oh. <laughs> I don't want to get in like estate politics, you might yeah. say the wrong thing. Um, but what I was going to say was, have you... Tell me some funny stories about when you finally tell people you're from an estate. <laughs> like, what's the reaction? Oh, I wish I prepped. Sorry. Yeah, 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 there's probably loads. You had one before. Oh, yeah, about the man in no, the chippy and No, the other one. Can oh, you the other, other one. one. I can, but I can't say the name. Okay, you can say it. So, <laughs> a big media company <laughs> um, contacted my colleague and said that they were doing a programme that was going to be like a live audience um, panel discussion about how women in Manchester have it easy. Um, yeah. <laughs> just a um, <laughs> just, idea. just a big statement. Um, and asked her if 
she'd take part and also if she knew anyone that would be really good to talk about it and they didn't actually have anyone on the panel from Manchester yet um, so what? talk about people living from Manchester yeah probably been easy but they can't come <laughs> no one's available to talk on this really important topic yeah um, so my colleague said suggested me and they, they were like okay we'll send over some stuff of like public speaking stuff that she's done maybe and we'll have a look so she sent it over and so they ran back in like 10 minutes like yeah, it was really great. Um, can you tell us a bit more about her? And she was like, yeah, she's from a council. Like, she talks loads about class. That's like her main thing. She talks a lot about growing up in a council house. She lives in Withenshaw. And straight away she was like, oh, okay. I think we're going to have to say no then because we've not got the capacity to support our additional needs. Um, <laughs> additional needs? Additional needs. We're like, no idea what additional needs means. Maybe, uh, do, yeah. I was thought, like, I thought I was going to go rogue. The old estate. The old estate. I've got to come <laughs> down. You can't afford them all. Yeah, can't afford me nan, me nan. Me nan's hairdresser. Yeah, they can't the coach trip down. Yeah. Um, but they were like, you, you can stick her in the uh, front row and she can ask a question to the panel. It's like, I'm just not stuck on additional fucking needs. Me and my additional needs are going to ask a question <laughs> to the panel who aren't from Manchester about how easy Manchester women have it. Well, you won't even let me into this panel. <laughs> yeah, like, we clearly don't have it that easy because I'm not allowed to come and talk. Yeah, so um, yeah, that combined with the uh, Eccles Chippy Man and uh, calling with Inshore women half a lag of girls. It's, uh, it's been great recently. <laughs> not even getting the facts straight, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, <laughs> kind of <lag> of girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um. Yeah, I wish I'd prepped more to know what a good... You, you must have loads. I feel like I have about 800 million stories, <laughs> but none of which are coming to the front of my head now, to be fair. But, um, I don't know, I've just got, like, a huge love for it. If I find out someone's from a state, then that is it. Yeah. <laughs> Best friends. Yeah, yeah, mate. Because it's like, the world is one big estate full of the same story. <laughs> have you got one of them? Oh, yeah, we had one of them. <laughs> Yeah. slightly different location yeah. yeah key characters shared experience yeah it's like uh, my my favorite story even though i'm not from a state was always like when the helicopter was out <gasps> yeah yeah who's like, oh, yeah. gone missing <laughs> yeah. after, oh yeah. some kid gone not come home and you're always like the helicopter yeah. <laughs> when you're uh, something's going on in the street and you just happen to be taking your bins out like <laughs> <laughs> neighbors are fighting in the road gonna have to put the recycling bin out <laughs> what's going on what's going on can't miss it oh, oh hello <laughs> What's this? <laughs> it's a telephone that we're not going to answer. A telephone? We don't answer the phone or the door in this house. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who it'll be. No. Oh, they've gone. Imagine that, a house phone. <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> Techno legend. What's this? What's this it house might phone? ring again in a bit. Like, <laughs> yeah. right, in a minute. Oh. Maybe I'll have to take the call then. No, I know it is. I'm not answering it. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> it's me, Mum. <laughs> She's not here. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, oh, the phone's interrupted us. Oh, I know what I wanted to say. Because you, you're leaving me, Claire. Oh, yeah. But you were telling me about um, this charity. Can you can you talk about it? <laughs> it talks, you know when people like on the telly, they're like, yeah. "Oh, my cat's getting killed." Oh, can I talk about it? <laughs> yeah, because it's only like a concept at the moment but yeah but you gotta get it out there and then tm it i don't know yeah. how it works and then no one can steal it <laughs> yeah well i've already i thought of a name but i don't know can i say it but i don't it's know if I'm keep it, but it's called i want to call it the last class yes um, like that. yeah so it's going to be like a activist training school for working class women i'm saying over the age of 18 because i think that it's kind of stemmed from like a lot of class stuff and like people not seeing lived experiences expertise and like people talking about you but without you um, 
but kind of going into feminist spaces that aren't inclusive of working class women and kind of being like, you know, you like getting to sit here and talk about people like me, my mum, my nan, and then like talk about like complex gender theory when they're like fucking living it every day. Yeah. Um, so kind of making women, working class women, know that they should be the right person that's talking about things like universal credit or bedroom tax or whatever. Um, so like, yeah. Uh, the kind people of, who it affects. The people who it affects. Yeah. But then also kind of like, I feel like a lot of charities that work with disadvantaged people, they do the like kind of like poverty tourist thing of going in, doing it for three months and then pissing off and like kind of changing things a little bit but not leaving any legacy. So I hope that... The reason, leaving the tools for them yeah. to be able to carry it on. Yeah. So I'd hope that this would like address part of that but also leave something like slightly holistic behind of knowing that there's a group of women on an estate in East Manchester that like are helping each other write applications for housing benefit or, you know, doing doing those kind of sick women tasks that I want to do. Um yeah, so hopefully that will be um a thing within the next year. Um starting in Manchester. Who knows? Maybe that sounds so good. Yeah. And on the back of this we'll make sure that when you can say more <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah. that obviously we'll you oh, share yeah. it far and wide for you as well. And it made me think then of, do you know, at the minute there's a, a huge thing about obviously girl boss and, um, you know, there's these kind of working women yeah. lunches in like super yeah. fancy elite members only clubs. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it makes like, cause, so I owned a business, right, from the age of 24, I set up a business and I ran it for three and a bit years. I'm now bankrupt, so that went really well on paper. <laughs> a lot of life lessons. Yeah. School of life. I've got a fucking master's in PhD. Doctor Ledge in school of life. Doctor Ledge. And um, I mean, I don't actually know where on earth I thought, yeah, I can do this. Like it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Fuck knows. I I must have been pretty like, I don't know what was going on in my head where I thought I could do it. Put it that way. And I had a lot of feelings throughout, and especially when I lost a business, where I was thinking. Who did I think I was? Do you mm. know what I mean? And that's how I, that's genuinely how I felt. When I was losing my house, I was losing everything, I was having to go to court, I was, you know, went straight back to, like, where I was from, and, and I felt like everything had been taken away from me. And I, the thought was, who, who, who am I kidding? Like, why did mm. I... I should have just stayed in my lane, and that fucking pisses me off now. Yeah, but... but that's how I felt for a long time when I lost all that, because I'd done this thing that felt so empowering... Why can't I just set my own business up? Excellent. And just felt like I could do it somehow. Yeah. And then that's how it ended. And I was so fucking annoyed about that. Mm-hmm. Because it the reason I went bankrupt as well, it, it wasn't my fault as bad as that. It sounds like I'm just blaming. <laughs> it wasn't. It actually no, wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. So, yeah, it's really frustrating, I think, to see it as a separate thing. Like, as a working class woman, it's like, oh, you, if you try it and then it fails, it's like, well, I should have just known better than... I yeah. had ideas above my station yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But realistically, right, if you think about it, my right, my nan, she worked on a market stall, right, for years and years and years. Different stalls within the market, but always on market stall. So like we go and visit her for the summer holidays and that, and then she'd be on a bag stall and then she'd be doing like VHS <laughs> <laughs> and then she'd be in a card shop and whatever, but because they all just like whatever, yeah. but she worked in a market stall for fucking years, she mm-hmm. was still working way into her 70s, mm-hmm. 
she was a single parent, she had three kids, and then one of her kids had kids, and they lived in her house as well, mm-hmm. which was a really small, like, um, not even in a city, but in a town, St. Helens, another, mm-hmm. you know, always in the top ten. Yeah. <laughs> fucking <laughs> shit places to live. Yeah. <laughs> Worst <laughs> deprived areas. Yeah, yeah. Deprived, great yeah. word. Donnie's in there, St. Helens in there, any, any big <laughs> yeah. in there. But she did that, and she was bossing it. Yeah. And But we don't... We've got this term girl boss and it's, you know, fancy people, fancy clothes, yeah, flying everywhere. Breaking through the glass ceiling. Yeah, yeah but like, look at markets. <laughs> I was like, what's it called? Yeah. Like, so many women, if you, like, well, markets are kind of going, aren't they now? But like, markets are run by fucking boss women. Yeah. Amazing women who are getting up at stupid o'clock, car boot sales, working stupid yeah. hours. Like, yeah. chip shops, well. yeah. news agents, like... Greasy spoons. Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. all these different jobs that are absolute like girl boss situations mm-hmm. that don't like have it, that visibility. Yeah, at it's all. not glamorous. Yeah, because it well, it isn't really glamorous. At all. <laughs> yeah. It isn't glamorous, but yeah. I mean, yeah, no, there's no celebrating of that work ethic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, like the stuff about leadership, it doesn't have to just be like you're like CEO now. That's yeah. like that's a leader, but like. You know the kids that are carers for their parents. Like you're absolutely got you. Life, you're yeah, full on leader. Like you've had to grow up a little bit quicker than everyone else, but like you're smashing it. Yeah, I think that it relates back to saying like the working class heroes, where it'd be nice to like use it because you'd be like, well, no wonder my business failed because I shouldn't have even thought about it. Who mm. I think I am doing this. Then it's nice to have a story that like, oh yeah, you know where. Uh, you know, I mean, like the market style for like this many years, like, oh, actually, yeah, yeah. someone's running their own business or whatever. Yeah. But there was no, do you know, like, in another situation, you might have all your other friends or whatever, they'll go, yeah, but listen, don't be daft, you've got all these other stories of all these, you know, yeah. these great experiences. But I don't even think us as working class people would even think of them either because they're not at the, the sort of front of I our think minds. It is because you're always told that you. You can only go so far. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, no, that's not, it's not for you. Yeah. It's not for you. I think, like, l- loads of stuff about imposter syndrome as well. So, like, oh, when, God, yeah. when you have made it, air quotes, um, <laughs> it's like feeling like you've only got there by chance. But I think also before that, like, there's this thing called, like, called Jonah Complex that, like, a lot of working class people are scared of their own greatness so they won't even bother. So, like, you know when, like, people talk about aspirations and there's a lack of aspirations when white working class boys that's why they're not going to uni but actually like for a lot of kids they're probably scared of how things are going to drastically change for them if they have to like up and leave where they're from like because that's basically what we're saying by aspirations is that like you can't you can't live in Withenshaw and also be like a journalist (laughs) (laughs) it's like when you do you say you've made it out (laughs) and then you feel bad like I didn't want to make it out it's like you're trying to say I think I'm better than everybody else that I've left behind oh you've made it out it's like it's yeah. that whole like so then you kind of like maybe I don't want to make it out because I don't want to seem like I'm trying to like again going back to that thing you don't want it to seem like you think you're better than other people and like you were deprived so you yeah it's this weird situation where you're like I want to do this but then I also don't want to look like I'm just being like see you later loser <laughs> I managed yeah. to get out of this life yeah there's a lot of identity stuff in there as well isn't yeah. there like for me doing that journey in particular like there's been lots of different scenarios for the job that I've been doing and I find myself like I talked about it on the first episode a bit I'm not in that job now but you know I'd be in a super fancy members club in London meeting a PR agency for the job that I did and I'd just feel like a fucking alien mm-hmm. and I'd be like but 
is that wrong? Is that right? Like, do you know what I mean? Yes. Should yeah. I feel like, is it in my head? Yeah. Because my colleague, middle class, was like, it's all in your head, Ed, don't worry about it. And I'm like, but is it though? <laughs> <laughs> is it? Yeah, because you're eating me a knife and fork and I can't use a knife. <laughs> so. I don't think it is in my head. <laughs> and what is that salad we're eating? I've got yeah. this additional needs. <laughs> Before nine in the morning, and it can't go after nine at night. But so it like changes. Caning it after. I think in winter it's ten, and in summer it's nine. Oh. Hashtag made it. That's a that life hack there. A, that's such a life <laughs> Yeah, so you're like, right, let's stay up all night, and there's like 50 baths. <laughs> 50 baths, put all the lights on. Because we totally matter. need an episode on life hacks. <laughs> we do. How to be poor 101. Yeah, please submit all of your ideas to the life hacks <laughs> episode coming soon. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, thanks, thanks, Rachel. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, so come back when you've. But, well. When you made it. <laughs> when you made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bloody hell, when you're big, big top boy and you made it. <laughs> oh, oh, thanks. That's it, guys. Thanks again for listening to Poor Last Episode 3. You can subscribe to the podcast at SoundCloud or also iTunes. Leave us a review while you're there too, yeah? For more on Poor Last, head to poorlast.com or find us across all social using at Scene. Thanks, everyone, again for listening. Um, if you want to find out more as well about the guest that we had on today, so that's Rachel from Reclaim, you can go to reclaim.org.uk to find out more. All right, cheers, guys. See you soon. Bye.